This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you like. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Do enjoy the features that wait for you there. We've got a lot of stuff, and it's all free for you. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their sites, ours is free. So go to freetalklive.com, and you can vote on the different items you see there, and the items were placed there by listeners just like you. You find something online that you think is interesting, you want to share with our listeners, you may uh, submit it, and uh, maybe it's something fun, maybe it's something interesting, something newsworthy. You submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. It then appears on the site in the upcoming stories queue. You have to, and Mark, you didn't know about this apparently until recently, you have to click upcoming stories in in order to promote things to the front page. So when when an item starts at Free Talk Live, it's in the upcoming stories queue, and it won't show on the front page of the site. Right, it needs a certain amount of votes just to get promoted. Correct, it has to get out of that, and that, you know, that kind of helps with spammers, for instance, Uh, there are reasons for that. People that want you to get a really great deal on golf clubs. Right, so uh, so that's one of the reasons why we have the upcoming stories queue, and so you just click upcoming stories, once you're logged in, of course it's free to get an account, and then vote on the stuff that you like. Look at the headlines or read the whole article and uh, and vote on it, or maybe it's a YouTube video. You never know. And then the most voted up will make it to the front page in the top of the site. And it really doesn't take very many votes to promote out of the upcoming stories queue. So uh, feel free to go out there, uh, go over to freetalklive.com and to get interactive. By the way, joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Well, so I, let's start out with some hate mail because it's just been so long. I. Maybe, it has been so long. Maybe the haters just gave up writing hate mail. I don't know. I mean, they certainly have given up writing it to us, and, and that's fine with me. I really don't want to read a whole bunch of hate mail. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of fun every now and then to have a hate mail come through and uh, like to share that with uh, I got with a folks. piece of hate mail once directed really? towards me. Yeah, I mean, I guess it wasn't as vicious. Like, I can see the title of yours, and it wasn't mm-hmm. as vicious, but it was criticisms against me. And... You know, I just responded, sorry, I tried to blah, 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 blah. And he came back and asked me for relationship advice and, like, had a continuous conversation with me about his relationship. How odd. Yes, I it hate was you. odd. I love you. No, he didn't say he loved me. No. Okay. He apologized and then was like, by the way, I need to tell you about that. It was, I mean, a hmm. long email about his relationship and he wanted to know what I Curious. thought. It was very strange. Did you tell him what you thought? Um, I did, and I actually feel bad because I kind of stopped responding just because I'm busy and it got down in the sure. email box, and we had a bunch of correspondence. So, so uh, actually, this one didn't even come to me, by the way. It came to uh, the program director of the Detour Network, uh, which is one of our internet uh, Oh, I was going to say, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, the D- Detour Network has been carrying the show for quite a while cool. online. They run us on, the, they've got a couple streams that they program. I think one of them's a couple, there's at least a couple music streams they have. Uh, it's thedetour.us, and then there's also uh, a talk stream, and we appear on the talk stream. And uh, so he uh, emails me, the guy that programs uh, the stream emails me, says, this comment came in for you during the airing of Free Talk Live. So whoever was writing this was listening to their stream during our show and was so upset, he tapped out an email to the detour and sent that to us. And usually when I get hate mail, it comes from a program director. Usually that's how it happens. Like It's the, routed through one? Right. The PD will get a, a hate mail from a listener that can't stand Free Talk Live, and then will find it amusing and share it with us, which I like it when that happens. That is probably the best thing for somebody to do, because frankly, whatever listening method they have is controlled by the program director, not controlled by Free Talk Live. So if you write us an email and say that we stink, what are we going to do about it, you know? 
Just yeah. stop doing a radio show tomorrow because some guy wrote us an email? Well, certainly, if you want to get the show taken off of a radio station, then complaining to the station makes more sense than uh, complaining to the hosts. Although, uh, hopefully, most of our stations are, I guess, with it enough to understand that a complaining listener is a good sign about a radio show, that uh, the people are upset by Anytime the show. Anytime anybody has an opinion, and I don't care if that opinion is that Ford is, go- is a good automobile, uh, you know, other people are going to think they're stupid a-holes. I wonder how many hate mails program directors get over shows like Rush Limbaugh. Because question. lots, because that guy has got some haters. <laughs> lots. Well, he's an effective broadcaster. I mean, he's on. Oh three, yeah, no, I'm not saying anything stations. about his uh, his radio skills oh, yeah. at all. But I mean, people, there are people out there that loathe this guy. Yeah. So it's just funny. It'd be interesting to know. So here's the email that came in from Sylvain in Canada. Subject line: Are you fusking? Fuskin? F u s k e n? Insane. Hey, libertarian geniuses, what do you suggest? Doubling wiring? Doubling sewers? Doubling, tripping, tripling water conduits for the sake of competition? Man, you are talking out of your libertarian buttholes. Do you even know how asinine and ignorant your comments sound? Sure, just put up more polls or dig all over the place. It's clear to me that you're the paid shills of the rich plutocrats that are plunging the U.S., Western democracies, and the world in this dystopian nightmare of a corpo-fascist world order. There's more, but I just want to pause I, I, there. I, I, I'm stunned. Um, <laughs> as if the, 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 the most socialist nations on earth aren't the ones that are in the deepest financial trouble currently. Um, so, you know, if we're working, for one, if we're shills, we're very badly paid shills. I would, I, I'd like my check from whatever corporato fascist plutocrat is supposed to be writing me a check because it's, it's late. It's about a decade late, as a matter of fact. We've mm. been doing this show for about 10 years now. Haven't got that check from that plutocrat yet. Um, yeah, I don't even have a car. <laughs> well, you've got a car. You just have it licensed. That's true. That's because you want to play games with bureaucrats. It's not. It's not because you can't afford to license a car. Well, that's true. You but, do ride a bicycle most places, though. Right. I mean, the fact is, I don't really have an operable car that is legal on the roads. And uh, you know, if I was a wealthy, it's not uh, a poverty person. issue. No. Well, it's not because uh, I can't afford having a car. It's just because it's not a priority for me in life. But uh, nonetheless, lots of these uh, people that get paid by these rich plutocrats, I'm sure, have very nice cars. Most. And, uh, mine's an old uh, beat-up uh, police car that's you know, cost me $2,200. <laughs> that's so, just because you won't spend very much I'm on I'm hardly car. living large. Uh, I, you know, I don't have the money to spend on a fancy car, Mark. I, I can't drop twenty five grand on a brand new car. If you wanted to, you nope. could come up with that kind of money. No, not on, no way. Not on a car. Uh, 855-453. You refuse to. One eight five five. No, honestly, I don't have that kind of money. I mean, I'd have to cash out savings or whatever. I'd have to cash out, uh, you know, a lot of silver or something like that to come close to that. Good. I'm glad that you're not going to spend it on something frivolous like a car. Right. Yeah. I'm, that's just not what I do. Anyway, so uh, clearly this guy was listening at the time we were talking about, uh, you know, marketplace competition. competition in the area of delivering utilities. Apparently, and such, he likes monopolies uh, to people. Right. I mean, there's I mean, nothing. This all this is is an apology for monopolies. Um, now, one of the things that I pointed out is that different power companies can use different power lines. I mean, you know, they'll use the same power lines if they wanted to do such a thing. There would be an opportunity to allow you to have different power companies because just can as they? they can. Sure. There's hmm. different places in the United States. I guess States. I don't know how all that electricity done works Basically, like that. Basically, you pump electricity into a grid and that yeah. uh, and then you charge people for downloading of that grid. But how do you identify which power is coming from which company? That you doesn't don't. make sense. So how could they use the same lines? They can. 
because they do. They're, they're places in the United States where people have the opportunity to uh, choose different power companies, so they must be able to do it. I don't. Know I do don't it. know about that. I question. You don't that. think there's any place in the United States where there? Where no, I know that there okay. are places in which you can have different power companies. I just question whether or not they're using the same lines. As I understand, the grid is the grid. I'd like to hear more about how that works. If anybody knows, at eight five five four fifty free. But obviously, as far as doubling sewers or doubling, you know, doubling wiring on the lines, I, I don't want if, to double sewers. Look, I looked at building a, a house here in Keene. I would just like to be able to put in a septic tank if that's what I want, mm. because they told me if I wanted to build this house where I wanted to build this house that I'd have to bring the sewer line down like 100 yards or something like that, pay to expand their sewer system, and then pay them to use the expansion of the sewer system that I paid to expand for them. I mean, what? I, I, who can right, apologize just, for this kind of monopoly? Just having the ability to have your own uh, septic system is a way to provide competition to the sewage company. So if it's not financially viable to run all new sewer pipes, which makes sense, that's a crazy, probably very expensive process, uh, then at least that gives people options. And that's what I support. I just support people being able to say no to the established structure and do their own thing. Yeah, choices are bad. But running extra wires on a... crazy for advocating for choices. Running extra wires on a line? I mean, this is not a huge deal. There's lots of liars on wires on lines. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But our critic here has a little bit more, and so uh, we'll share his very upset email here in moments. 855-450-FREE. You take control. Free Talk Live. It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter, and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian-inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder, and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features on the site there completely free. That's freetalklive.com. By the way, those include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, it's no problem. You can just go click and download as many as you like. They go all the way back to late 2006 over at freetalklive.com. Also, our SoundCloud page is another way to download the show. And also share the program with your friends on Facebook or Twitter or whatever other social networking way that you would like to share it. You can do that by going to freetalklive.com. Look on the left-hand side of the page under Listen and Share and select the SoundCloud link. Once again, freetalklive.com. As we continue here with an email from uh, Sylvain in Canada, he uh, tapped this out during the show and sent it off to one of our program directors on the Internet at The Detour, thedetour.us, which airs us online. And uh, he was pretty upset, uh, upset that we would dare to advocate for competition in the area of utilities, utilities like power and water and some people like that. really hate power lines i can't say i think that they're the most attractive no, i think they're things, ugly attractive things in the world but they supply power and that's pretty nice it's nice to have yeah have, and, it's helpful power. you know power is a, a commodity that people want and well 
if they don't have competition, you're going to get poor service. You're going to get a lack of innovation. Uh, you're going to get bad pricing. And that's what competition's for. Right. So he, his main concern is uh, that he's expressing outrage, the idea that we would want to double the, uh, the water conduits, triple the lines on the, uh, the power lines. And he goes on to call us paid is, shills. Is there an economics class out there that teaches you that competition drives prices up? Because I feel like, I mean, I just took an economics class and my teacher was definitely a socialist, but even he was aware of the fact that competition drives mm. prices down. Great point. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm just curious where he would get this because I feel like that's the most basic economics concept and I am not that well-versed in economics. Well, one of the things that uh, when you have a, when the government's involved as closely as it is involved with utilities is sometimes you can have a situation where the government has a mandate of prices being too low. It's, uh, you know, look, it's it's difficult for us to imagine that a monopoly would cause prices to be too low. But, you know, if they're set at a certain rate and that rate doesn't get adjusted year after year after year after other prices go up, then sure, it could be too low. The thing is, is that the marketplace decides what prices should be, and it does a very good job of it. So why in the world would you not allow this to happen? I don't know that there would necessarily be you know, more tubes going through the ground with water in them. Maybe if, uh, you know, if there was competition in water uh, delivery, that, you know, I, who knows? Maybe there'd be innovations in that area. People would be trucking water around or they'd, you know, they'd go around and set up people's houses to catch rainwater. I don't know what would happen, but, you know, these are things Let that the market decide. Yeah, this th- these are things that would happen and you'd have more innovation if you didn't have monopolies. Do us all a favor and shut the hell up. Your self-absorbed, sociopathic, narcissistic worldview isn't helping anyone, save for your 0.1% masters. God, I hope your views and the whole show was a parody. Because if it wasn't, it was a total joke, but just not funny. Again, the whole suffering world says, now all in caps, shut the hell up. You're not helping. The you whole, know what's funny he about... He speaks for the whole world. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say about he's speaking for the whole world, he, he brings up the suffering part. And when you think about the places in the world that are really suffering, why is Canada. it that they are... Su- no, not <laughs> Canada, right? Why yeah. is it that they're suffering? North Korea, for example. Why is North Korea suffering? Uh, oppressive government. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, Lack of competition. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's the end of his email. I just figured I'd share that with you. And by the way, he spells your, Y-O-U-R, as in you... What it should be a U apostrophe, Y O U apostrophe R E. You know, I it's an easy thing to pick at uh, for somebody who's made a uh, a grammatical error, especially one of the favorite grammatical errors that goes around the internet. Oh, that but one bugs me though. It, it is. It, well, I agree with you. I get it. Um, you know, there's the there there one, and there's the your your one, mm-hmm. and and there's uh, any any time you misuse an apostrophe, they're on you like uh, white on rice. Okay, I get it. But everybody makes these mistakes, especially people that are upset. Um, I don't think that it diminishes from whatever he has to say. What he has to say diminishes from what he has to say. Not from not his grammar. No doubt. But it's still fun to pick at it. Yep, yep, it is. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Michael, basically what you're saying here is, is that he's a mouth-breathing moron um, because he can't, you know, he didn't take the time to look at the difference between Y-O-U-R and Y-O-U-R-E. 
you know, if you want to get your uh, emails taken a little bit more seriously, it helps if you Proof can read. spell Proof things. Proofreading is Proof important read. if you want people to I'm take seriously. I'm not going to disagree. I am not going to disagree. I think Ooh, that... the you, the you are, the, the your, that drives me crazy. Now, I don't think I ever are, make that mistake. He spelled it Y-O-U-R. Y-O-U-R. Instead so of Y-O-U, yeah. so apostrophe R-E. Like, yeah. I don't think I make that mistake. That let's, one bugs me. Let's go to Michael. He's listening in St. Pete. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, guys. You hey. know, this argument this guy's making in his letter sounds like something that I'm sure people were talking about in the early 80s when the Bell telephone system was broken up. They were talking about, well, what are we going to do with all these power lines? I mean, it's just going to be chaos. Mm. Uh, how are we going to do this? But you look at what happened when when that monopoly was broken up. You saw competition. You saw price prices come down in some areas. You saw innovation with telephones. I mean, I'm talking my iPhone right now thanks to innovation. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that bears pointing out is Bell Telephone had the technology for cell phones in the 60s. I think it was AT&T. But either way. AT&T is Bell Telephone. Is it? Uh, was, okay. was, uh, yeah, that, that was the yeah, same company, uh, AT&T. It makes me but, feel better that that's that, what he thought, but um, that, that's what Ian thought because he probably he never lived in a world of Bell Telephone. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but, right. um, and, so, I mean, you can see how the, the lack of competition stifled innovation. They had the technology and still didn't do anything with it because why should they? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, shoot, guys, I am so sorry. Uh, I'm still working. I'm you back. Better on the be phone sorry. Now. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate oh, it, man. So Thank, thanks for the call. Eight five five four fifty free. SACL CAI toll free line. Just had to make a call in though. Uh, no, thanks for it. I appreciate I uh, I appreciate hearing from him. Uh, so yeah, narcissistic worldview, sociopathic, self absorbed. I mean, that's all you got. You guys are just in it for you. You just don't care about other people. You know, I'm not if you cared de- about other people, you'd subject de- them to a power monopoly. <laughs> I'm not going to deny narcissistic, but I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sociopathic. I'm working for. I love the part that where uh, uh, these can't be my opinions. These opinions can't the belong plutocrats. to me. You're they just a must shill. belong to someone else, and I must be a paid shill. This happens over and over again. Does when, it? What's yeah? When when we aren't uh, when we don't gr- agree with some particular conspiracy theory, how many times have we been called gatekeepers for the new world order? Mm, sure. Um, you know, anyway, gatekeepers tend to be paid, right? You know, no, no one keeps gates for no for no money at all. Uh, people will talk about us being, you know, paid by the Bilderbergers. What, and what's really whatever. strange about it is that this viewpoint is not a popular view. So I'm not sure who would be paying for it. Like the Koch brothers, right? I mean, it's not like it. Like big government likes wants to uh, have more competition in their services. That's, I mean, that's crazy. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure that there's somebody out there that'd be willing to uh, to, to pay for these uh, points of view and to be able to control our voices on Free Talk Live. I don't know what they'd be willing to pay, but I can tell you that my business partner isn't going to go for that, so I'm stuck. Toll-free number tonight, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, 855-450-FREE. Coming up, do people really know what Higgs boson is? It's Free Talk Live. MineThings.com is a fun online game that pits you against people around the world to mine for scarce resources. Do business in a capitalist economy with virtually mined gold tax-free. You could be a trader doing business between cities, a pirate lying in wait for hapless traders, a guard capturing pirates, or one of nine other professions. It doesn't require a big-time commitment. Your mining robots work whether you're logged in or not. It costs nothing to play, but you can buy bonuses. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com, use coupon code FTL, double your mining speed. It's free. MineThings.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here at 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that are waiting for you there. And you can also support the show by shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. And that's where you'll find uh, links to Amazon, different Amazons for different countries we've got the amazon us amazon uk amazon canada click into the right one for you and then just get your shopping taken care of because when you shop through shop.freetalklive.com free talk live gets a portion of the purchase price again shop.freetalklive.com there is a legendary piece of equipment in the uh, radio world it's called the cc radio 2 if you're familiar with this device you know that it's the single best am receiver available on the market if you're not, let me tell you. See, the C-Crane company makes some of the best electronic equipment you can buy. And the CC Radio 2 not only has a great FM receiver and allows you to get weather and ham, but has a twin-coil ferrite AM antenna, which makes it get the best AM reception bar none. Um, I've got one. Frankly, it's the best radio I've ever owned. Um, you can uh, order at ccrane.com. And when you check out, be sure to mention Free Talk Live, or you can call them at 800-522-8863. Also mention Free Talk Live when you check out. You'll get a free flashlight if you do. It's 800-522-8863 at ccrane.com. So there was big news last week uh, about this, what they in some places have called the God Particle. Uh, the Higgs boson, I believe. Uh, boson is, is what Bos- I'm hearing. Is it boson? I, I wouldn't call, claim to know. Higgs boson. Uh, Julia, did you hear about this? Uh, this I news? heard about the particle. Okay, so uh, the question that is being asked over at the Detroit Free Press at freep.com, and it's a good one, is do people really know what the Higgs boson particle is? And probably they don't, considering Peter Higgs himself has admitted that he doesn't have any clue what the discovery of the Higgs boson will mean in practical terms. Hmm. Uh, That's uh, according to the UK's Telegraph, uh, that the British physicist whose theories led to the discovery of the Higgs boson has admitted that he has no idea what practical applications it could have. And they're not exactly certain that they found the Higgs boson particle. They found a particle that they believe is the Higgs boson particle. It looks like one, acts like one, but, you know, they don't know. He says that uh, the... Higgs boson so-called God particle, which is the building block of the universe, only has a lifespan of a millionth of a millionth of a millionth of a millionth of a second. Wow. He refused to be drawn on whether the discovery proved there was no God, stating the name God particle was a joke by another academic who originally called it the GD particle because it was so hard to find. (laughs) Now, uh, over back over at the Detroit Free Press, this week scientists and the media have been abuzz about the discovery, or as close as you can get to a discovery without it being official, of the Higgs boson. A subatomic particle, that is the New York Times phrased it, is the key to understanding the universe. But despite its importance, many seem unable to grasp what exactly the Higgs boson particle is. Motherboard, Vice's video channel, filled a person on the filed rather, a person on the street piece that reveals even honest to gosh Williamsburg hipsters are pretty clueless as to what the particle is or what its discovery means. Higgs boson confusion has also resulted in some clever internet memes from Samuel L. Jackson reminding everyone to stop calling it the God particle to Homer Simpson being thrilled that people are still sciencing to some actually really good Twitter humor. Joking aside, for some layperson-friendly explanations of what the Higgs boson particle is and why its discovery is so significant, they give a few different uh, options for you to try to learn more. Still confused? You're not alone. 
according to Robert Wright in The Atlantic, he says, I personally continue to have no idea what the Higgs boson is. So as for the question of what this Higgs boson thing ultimately means, it means we should all try to have some intellectual humility, especially when opining on grand philosophical matters, because the thing we're using to try to understand the world, the human brain, is in the grand scheme of things a pretty crude instrument, or I should say that's what I think the Higgs boson means. You know, I, it, science is getting to the point that you just basically have to take the scientists' word, word for it on whatever it is they say, which is essentially the position that priests were in as early as you know two hundred years ago. Maybe maybe now, um, but as, as certainly as early as like two hundred years ago, basically they handed down the knowledge of the greater universe to people through the philosophy of whatever religion they had, and people chose to believe them because there was no one else to believe. And, you know, now scientists, I, this is something I was talking with uh, Stephanie, our Sunday uh, host with um, on the air at one point, and she's a sciencey gal. She's got her PhD and she's working in some kind of lab. She's close to getting yeah, a PhD. Yeah, she's yes, yeah, she's working at her PhD. She'll have it very shortly. And I don't know what they're doing over there, uh, making uh, Frankenstein monsters or <laughs> slapping particles together. I'm not exactly sure what they're doing. I imagine she wears one of those white co- uh, coats, though, <laughs> when she does it. And, uh, you know, the, the fact is that if you're a scientist in another field, you don't understand what the people in their particular field are talking about. Um, you know, for me, when one claims that uh, people of faith, uh, you know, religion, people who have religion, whatever it might be, are silly for believing that uh, simpletons for believing the universe was created by God and, you know, maybe seven days or whatever. You know, I think that the uh, the, the story of the Big Bang is just as difficult to uh, to believe. I mean, when you're talking about the all the matter and the, 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 the what millions, trillions, billions of universes, that are, excuse me, of uh, galaxies that are in the universe, all collected into one space the size of a baseball that's i mean can you imagine ian all the matter that's pretty hard to in the universe right uh, you know stuck into the size of a baseball if if one grain of this some appeared somewhere in the universe it would kill us all because it's just so dense and just so hot and so uh, you know uh, this is in and of itself a difficult thing to internalize so why would It'd be, you know, which one is a more ludicrous story, I guess. I'm not saying that it's not true. I'm just saying which one's more ludicrous, which one's more far-fetched. So uh, so let's go through a little bit of basics as far as what this is. See if we can somehow explain, uh, because I can't say that I totally understand it. I mean, without, before I read. One thing I can say say is you're not qualified to even talk about this, so let's go. Well, I'm as qualified as anyone else who's not a scientist, (laughs) who's not a particle physicist kind of scientist. Uh, so you certainly are welcome to share your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. And there's another good question that is uh, answered over at – or somebody answers over at the Huffington Post, which might be a good one to open to uh, the floor, which is, does the discovery of Higgs boson resolve the religion science debate? But first, uh, this from – uh, this is also from the Detroit Free Press, and I guess they borrowed it from the USA Today. Distilled explanations from a number of physicists on what is a Higgs boson. The answer? It's a tiny subatomic particle that apparently weighs about 130 times as much as an atom of hydrogen, the lightest gas. What does it do? Sounds pretty heavy. Simply put, the Higgs particle interacts with other subatomic particles that are the building blocks of atoms in a way that slows them down. It's the reason that matter in the universe has mass. And this was, I guess, the question that the science uh, science folks were trying to answer is, 
you know, where does mass come from? And apparently it's this Strangely, particle. that's something I've never asked myself. Mass gives the particles inertia or resistance to being moved faster. So what's a simple analogy that describes this effect? This is how it can be broken down for us lay folk here. Yay, simple analogy. Compare Higgs bosons to groupies mobbing a celebrity. The other particles are the celebrities desperately trying to move, but slowed by autograph seekers. Higgs bosons don't have pens, but the attention they give to the other particles slows them, creating inertia. Why did physicists... Particles giving attention. Why did physicists think this likely had to exist? Well, physicists look to particles to explain forces in the universe. In the physicists' theories, electromagnetic and nuclear forces don't need particles with mass to work, but the particles do have mass, so we needed an explanation as to why. In 1964, Peter Higgs of the University of Edinburgh and other physicists theorized the Higgs boson was the culprit, and now over 40 years later, it's uh, finally been proven. I imagine he's pretty thrilled about that. Uh, and actually, it's close to 50 years. How did they make this discovery? Well, essentially, two teams collected data in separate experiments that smashed together millions of subatomic particles called protons to see what pieces emerged from the smash-ups. The particle reported on Wednesday fell to pieces in ways predicted by Higgs and other scientists. And how sure are they? CERN chief Rolf Heuer calls it a particle consistent with the Higgs boson. They arranged, uh, assigned about a 0.000057% statistical chance of them being wrong about it. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. We're talking about the Higgs boson, or boson, or whatever it is. Boson. That's what I'm hearing, Higgs boson. All right, but well, whatever. Boson, I guess. Anyway, we're talking about that uh, fancy particle thing they uh, discovered last week and trying to wrap our layperson uh, little minds around the issue here using various different internet sources as uh, our explanations as to what it is. Uh, and we can continue that here in a moment because I, I think it's important to talk about the Higgs field, uh, which I think is maybe not being addressed so much in the explanations of what the Higgs boson is we can continue in a moment you know i can think of a couple of situations where you'd really like to have an audio and visual record of what could go on in your car whether it's a situation where you were say pulled over for doing something you didn't do or a police officer you know gives you trouble at a, at a stop and you'd like to have a recording of that or you know maybe you were in an automobile accident and the other person is claiming things happened as they didn't it'd be nice to have the ultimate witness and the ultimate witness is the gps black box dash cam 
This is the kind of insurance that you need to have in your vehicle. It's one time. You've got it. Mine's been working for, geez, I think we've had them a couple of years now. It's easy to use. It just turns on when the vehicle turns on, as long as you have it plugged into a uh, one of those, uh, what is it, a cigarette lighter outlet thing, the power outlet deal. Yes. And it's got a built-in microphone and GPS navigation. Uh, it's got video in the front and the back. And like I said, um, you know, it gets audio and visual, records your driving route and speed at um, you know, it's, it's a piece traffic. of hardware you'd expect to pay a lot more for. It's nice the to have. Features it has. It's really nice. It's great insurance. Uh, go to freedomcam.net. Get yourself one. All right. Uh, so we're talking about the Higgs boson, and there's a piece over at Slate.com where they ask uh, you know some more sciencey folks to explain what it is. And according to the article here, the crowded room analogy is the preference of. Uh, I guess, let's see, this is Higgs. Uh, Higgs himself says his famous, famous the most famous, favorite image was created by physicist David Miller, who saw the mechanism reflected in current British politics. Uh, Physics World's Martin Durrani writes that Miller famously likened the boson to former British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher moving through a crowded room, gaining mass as other people congregate around her. <laughs> and it has been said like this. Uh, imagine a room full of physicists. Suddenly, Einstein enters and attempts to cross the room, but the starstruck physicists cluster around him and impede his movements, effectively increasing his mass. Now, imagine that I enter the room. As a lowly grad student, nobody wants to interact with me, so I pass through the physicists relatively unimpeded. No effective mass for me. Lastly, imagine that somebody whispers a rumor, causing the physicists to cluster together excitedly on their own. In this analogy, the room full of physicists represents the Higgs field in space, Einstein represents a particle with high mass, I represent a particle with low mass or no mass, and a cluster of physicists represents an excitation in the field, which is effectively a Higgs boson. But what is the Higgs field in the first place? Because that's something that I think is uh, really important to this, uh, this whole discussion. Uh, and if you just talk about what a Higgs boson is, it doesn't really explain... I, I don't think enough context to really get an understanding of it. There's a lot of room in atoms, and I think that this is important for people to know. When you that- say room... There's a, a you know if if the nucleus of an atom was a baseball mm-hmm. and it was sitting on a pitcher's mound, then the electrons would be floating around outside of the ballpark. Right, and in between that, nothing. There's uh, effectively nothing. So really, when you look at uh, things from that perspective, it really just goes to show how little there actually is out there as far as you know actual sure. stuff. I Lead. Mean, yeah, it's that. You know. Right, I that's mean, the situation there. The the uh, it's the, these particles that act differently when they're you know shaping matter. It's yeah, very interesting. The things you see are mostly made up. Our bodies and the the stuff that we see around us mostly made up of empty space. And it's hard to conceptualize that. Yeah, absolutely. Because when you see and feel a rock, that thing feels hard, and for sure enough, it is. But on a subatomic or you know particle kind of level, it's empty space. There was a uh, science fiction story I read about a sword that was one atom thick, and it would just slice right through people. That's and, pretty awesome. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of neat idea, <laughs> you know. <laughs> In the uh, final example, or rather, a final example of. Uh uh, rather elegant in its simplicity is Rucker Professor's Matt Strassler's elaborate likening of the Higgs field to the air. He says, what is the Higgs field and how should we conceive of it? It is as invisible to us and as unnoticed by us as the air is to a child or water to a fish. In fact, even more so because although we learn as we grow up to become conscious of the flow of air over our bodies as detected by our sense of touch, none of our senses provide us with any access to the Higgs field. 
So which analogy captures the true nature of the Higgs field best? A hardcore physicist would tell you that only mathematics could do that. The themes on display in the categories may have more to do with the lives of scientists, all sugary coffee and conferences, than the fundamental nature of reality. But even a basic understanding of the Higgs is useful, if only to comprehend why some of your neighbors or colleagues might be looking a little bleary-eyed the morning of the 4th of July or before a single American brewed beer has been opened. And then they link to a video which uh, it's the Higgs boson explained, which I'm sure is makes it a little bit easier because you can use visuals uh, with the explanation. But essentially, the Higgs field, as I understand it, after having read more than what we've read on the air here tonight about this, uh, the Higgs field is that which you know essentially cannot be measured or or seen. Basically, it's it's just the space that's you know this thing that that envelops all that is. I mean, it's just it's constantly everywhere. And uh, and then this Higgs boson is. You know that factor that slows the particles down into mass that uh, creates reality. I hope I've, you know, that's my understanding of the explanations that I've come across. Does that sound right? What I have yet to figure out is what the big deal is. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty cool that they've found this new smaller thing. This makes quarks look gigantic or whatever. I don't no, know. No, it didn't say it was smaller than the um, – it said here earlier that it was larger than – They oh just God. don't exist for very long? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll try to find that again. So they, this, this new uh, you know particle that uh, – the short-lived particle or whatever, it's all very interesting, but how does it change – our lives. I mean, is this a scientific discovery that is going to change anyone's life in any way? Oh, I imagine that eventually somebody will get a grasp on how to uh, do something with this. But as I pointed out, even Higgs himself isn't sure what the what this is going to mean down yeah. the line. Okay. I mean, this is really a fundamental kind of discovery that essentially validates a theory that has been held in science for decades. They've been looking for a long time for this thing, and now they've found it. What comes next? I don't know. Somebody out there is going to figure something out, though. I hope they do. Yeah, I hope it's. I'm certain it's going to be useful for something. It has to be. It has to be good for something. But I don't know. You know, to me, I can have yet to figure out what that might be. Not that I might be able to figure something some, something like this out. Well, Basically, it has to be told to me. I, I say it's me nice. Too. It's nice to have some uh, some good news out there. I mean, even if even if we don't really fathom uh, what this <laughs> good is, good news that we don't understand. <laughs> this could lead to very good things. I don't know what those are, and neither does uh, Professor Higgs. So your thoughts are certainly welcome. Syphase adds that the Higgs field is just like the electromagnetic field. The Higgs boson is to the Higgs field as photons are to the electromagnetic field. So uh, your thoughts are certainly welcome. Maybe there's an aspect of this that we've left out that you feel is very important. Uh, You're certainly welcome to uh, add your uh, thoughts to the discussion at 855 450 free. That's one 855 And what about the question of God in all of this? Uh, because inevitably, the discovery of something very scientific and kind of fundamental to our lives and our being uh, like this is likely to spark some debate uh, between the old uh, two sides, science versus religion. And uh, Philip Clayton over at the Huffington Post asks the question, does this resolve this religion-science debate? He says, yeah, right. One important thing did happen this week. Uh, One of the most interesting searches in physics hit the jackpot. He goes on to talk about what they did. Uh, The only trouble was when the prediction was made about Higgs boson, it was almost unimaginable that humans could ever recreate the conditions necessary to discover it. 
Uh, this week, two separate groups of physicists announced that the Higgs boson or something very much like it does exist. In fact, they met the highest standard that humans have ever held up for knowledge. Their odds are being wrong are less than 1 in 3.5 million. Now, if you share any of the amazement of the great discoveries of science, this one will grab your attention. It's high stakes either way. If the Higgs boson didn't appear, then particle physics couldn't explain why anything in the universe has mass, a rather devastating shortcoming. On the other side, once we can detect signs of the Higgs field, we stand on the threshold of a host of new discoveries about the fundamentals of physics. And what did we learn this week about the relationship between science and religion? Ah, now there's an interesting question. Dig into this a little bit here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. It's above me. Does Higgs boson prove or disprove the existence of God? 855-450-FREE. You take control of the airwaves. Hour 2 is next. This is Free Talk Live. Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 Tunes. With C-Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, lrn.fm, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at ccrane.com, ccrane.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features waiting for you there. Again, freetalklive.com. They are all given to you. Unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their sites, go and see all the stuff we have for free at freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. What about the Higgs boson? We've been talking about it, for those of you just tuning in, uh, to, you know, regards to what it, you know, how to explain this thing, how to explain it on the radio when we don't have uh, graphics and fancy 3D animations to... uh, uh, to help explicate this matter. And you know what? I don't know if the 3D animations are really that helpful uh, in reality because you just more, le- more like it just kind of have to imagine uh, this, uh, this concept. Uh, the Higgs field... It's has practically to, imaginary. Yeah, the Higgs field has to do with something that envelops essentially everything that is it's the space in between if you will and that which is around all of the uh, the particles that we do know uh, exist and then i guess the the higgs boson as i understand it is essentially proof that the higgs field is you know a real concept okay and the higgs boson has as it's been explained is let's see it's basically something that appears briefly uh, but it probably keeps appearing briefly, and I mean that's I'm speculating there. I don't know. Would ha- it would sure. have to, right? Uh, in order to give particles mass, does that make sense? Yes. Uh, and so the question that has been asked here over at the Huffington Post is: Does the Higgs boson discovery resolve the religion science debate? And indeed, it certainly uh, doesn't resolve anything. But some people might think so. And according to Philip Clayton, PhD, he says uh, that if you share the amazement of the great discoveries of science, this one will grab your attention. Uh, that is, it's high stakes either way. If it didn't appear, then particle physics couldn't explain why anything in the universe has mass, which would be a rather devastating shortcoming in their, um, their theory. On the other side, once we can detect... God is weight. On the other side, once we can detect signs of the Higgs field, we stand on the threshold of a host of new discoveries about the fundamentals of physics. And what do we learn about the relationship between science and religion? 
Well, that's an interesting question. He says, strong religious and anti-religious language has swirled around the search for the Higgs boson. One group took to calling it the God particle. After all, they said, the Higgs boson is the foundation on which the standard model of physics rests. Not only that, the Higgs field adds real mass to pure energy. So it's like the moment of creation. Baloney, replied the other group. We should just call it the GD particle since it's been so bloody difficult to detect over many years. In the huge hype that's broken out over the last few days, you can see the whole pattern of the religion-science discussion in microcosm. Number one, scientists make an important discovery. They are exuberant, and rightfully so. People work a lifetime for moments like this. Right. Number two, scientists start saying big things about where this takes science. The first comments are about breakthroughs in particle physics. But as the champagne kicks in, you start to hear slurry-tongued statements about how the Higgs search shows the superiority of physics over all other forms of knowledge. Number three, the pundits then step in. No, says the one group, the God particle reminds us the creation is ultimately in the hands of God. We'll never overcome the fundamental mystery of our origins. Wrong, retorts the other group. This week represents the triumph of humanism. There is absolutely no need for God in the age of science. Number four, all hell breaks loose. There is no GD particle, writes Tony Phillips. The Higgs boson is another nail in the coffin of religion expounds Oxford's Peter Atkins on the BBC. Will the Higgs boson give rise to a new religion, a new god, asks the Hindustan Times. Perfect Hindustan, ex- yeah. A perfect example of the debate was played out in a Colbert interview with Lawrence Krauss recently, and it's worth re-watching in the wake of the Higgs. Krauss, the new atheist, touts his new book, A Universe from Nothing. There are three kinds of nothing, he insists, and according to the laws of quantum mechanics, each one left to itself will produce the something that we see around us. He says it sounds like the ultimate free lunch, but there you have it. It's just science. The universe is more remarkable than the fairy tales that were talked about by Bronze Age illiterate peasants. Well, why does it have to be an attack on my god, Colbert asks. There's just no evidence for God, replies Krauss. All I've said is you don't need him. Colbert, as always, gets the last word, however. Suppose that something always comes from nothing. Quote, if there is no God, no thing called God, if he is nothing, concludes Colbert, by your own theory, can't something come from him? When they announced the discovery of physics. Kind of funny. Most um, of- so the, the attack is on the Bronze Age God, God believed by peasants. And that's, you know, that's the Christian the God. The daddy God. Yeah, that, that's the Christian God they're going after. And... You know, I, it's the only one you really can go after. Why is that? Well, I mean, as opposed to say the uh, you know the more new age, uh, it gets God. slippery. God gets a little slipperier as uh, time goes by. I'll agree with you on that. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, when <laughs> with the when, if, if you're if you're ter- talking about the the belief in um, the Bible, every dot and every tittle, uh, that is it's a tough belief to maintain. Um, it's certainly I was not able to do it in my life. You know, if that's what works for you fine and dandy it just doesn't make much sense to me i find the belief in hell to be an aggression upon your neighbor um and i think that it's a threat and uh you know should not be used but that's you know that's where i come from well you are somebody who's read the bible right right Uh, see see i've never read the bible but it's my understanding that the bible contradicts itself a lot people will say that but uh, if you spend time trying to show these contradictions to people then you're going to find folks getting very slippery on that subject. What I want to know uh, is is that how can a pure and loving God choose to put me, a just and loving God, choose to put me into this game 
that we'll call reality. And at the end of that game, I either go to heaven or go to hell. Now, you can believe in predestination, at which point he decided whether I go to heaven or hell, which makes him an evil person. Or um, you can believe that I have a choice, at which point I'm choosing to go through his maze, and if I make a wrong choice, then I go to hell. And the only evidence I have... And he loves you. ...is a 2,000-year-old yes. document written by some people who would clearly be insane out in the desert eating grubs. Um, so, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. th- th- this is my evidence. In a world where I've got videotape, at, where I can watch videos on the internet, live-streamed, and, you know, this kind of thing, the evidence I've got is a 2,000-year-old document that, was, that, that wasn't written by a single one of the people that was involved. God came to Earth, walked around 33 years, was completely literate because at 12 years old he was amazing the scribes and Pharisees and he didn't so much as write his name in a cocktail napkin and he's going to send me to hell for not believing this book? He loves you, Mark. That, so, I mean, that's, that's why I have a real difficulty with the Christian religion, but that doesn't mean God doesn't exist. This could just be the interpretations of people of God because most, most regions, uh, most people believe in God, uh, some God or another, or they say they don't know or they choose not to make a, a, an assertion. Most societies, most cultures in the past, I don't know of one that didn't have a belief in God of some sort or another, whether they thought it was a giant turtle or what they might have thought it was. Well, I mean, a lot of those Indians. Yeah. a lot of those belief systems in God were uh, created to explain the world, uh, right? I mean, there's a lot sure. of unexplainable things out there to people that didn't have science to look to to uh, to test and verify well, and see, validate. That's where I fall. I, I just think that science is so cool that why why religion? It's not necessary. Fine. Well, uh, I see. And, and, and okay, so if I think that religion comes to, into play in people's life um, in two areas, and that area is, um, you know, what, where did we come from? What's the creation of the universe? How did it happen? And where do we go when we die? These are important questions that, uh, that science has a tough time. It's uh, true answering them. For certain, yeah. and, and I don't. But think I guess we're... I don't. I guess I have faith in science, right? Yeah. I don't. I what believe that there's have? an answer out there that I. But I, I don't spend my time thinking about it. I just yeah, don't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah. And well, I think that that's a fine way to operate. I don't think that you know. I don't. I don't think it's flawed way to operate. I, like when this kind of stuff comes out, I think it's cool. Yeah. Well, I think and, the third. I think the third point about religion is why are we here now? Like, there's also where do we come from? What happens after we die? But what? What's the purpose? I think that also think religion also really answers that. Really ask that question? Why are we here? You don't think so? I don't know that they ask that question too often. I mean, you know, we're I, I, maybe they do, but uh, you know, we could not be here for any reason at all. That's true. It could just I mean, be a random happenstance of uh, particles clashing around out in, uh, you know, six, atoms or whatever. When you look at six billion uh, people on the planet and you can see that they're all doing different things, how could we be here for something? I mean, you know, I was watching uh, watching some show where women were becoming nuns. And, you know, you think about the uh, the new movie Magic Mike out there and male strippers. I mean, what do these people have? What, what are they what are they here for? They're not. I, I don't know. So, so according to uh, Huffington Post, when they announced the discovery of the most elusive particle this week, scientists didn't overreach. They just did damn good science. The fans and foes of religion, by contrast, are overreaching on both sides. There's more coming up here with your thoughts. Welcome. 855-450-FREE. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel. 
the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are there for you. freetalklive.com, one of the things we support uh, big time on this show is taking your Federal Reserve notes and turning them into something different, something that can hopefully... Hold your value. Hold the value that uh, that you've earned in your uh, time here and uh, put it somewhere that you can count, hopefully, that it'll be available to you in a non-inflated form down the line. Gold and silver can do that for you. Historically, they've been a great check against inflation because, well, the government can't just print out gold and silver. Uh, you know, it actually has to be taken out of the ground by some effort and uh, time and money has to be spent in order to add more gold and silver to this, uh, the supply in the world. And because gold and silver actually has real value in the marketplace because it's useful in a variety of different ways, uh, it, it has over the years, over the decades, uh, been the truth that uh, you know an ounce of gold will buy you a fine suit of clothes, whether we're talking about the 1800s, the 1900s, or the, uh, the current day. So if you're looking for gold and silver, we can help you with that. That's right. You can go to gold.freetalklive.com. It looks like there's a bit of a discount on precious metals right now. Ooh. They've uh, dropped and they dropped a couple of days ago. And, you know, now's the time to get them. So go there, get the best prices you're going to be able to find on the internet at gold.freetalklive.com. It's gold.freetalklive.com. That's right. 855-450-FREE. Whether you want to continue to discuss the Higgs boson and whether or not buy those. it proves... That uh, you know there is or is not a god. Uh, some people say on both sides that Higgs boson proves uh, proves there is or proves it or disproves God. But your thoughts are welcome. You can also bring up anything you want. Plus, coming up, since we're talking about it, uh, talking about religion, there's apparently a dad who was doing some Bible study in his home recently and has uh, something bad has has happened to this guy. I guess we'll find out more about that here in a moment. Shadows on the line, listening in Huntsville, WBHP. Shadow, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, howdy, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, in my newspaper today, uh, they showed a picture of a drone, and by golly, they got one named after me, too, Shadow. How about that? So there's I'm a drone named Shadow. Yeah, there's a drone named Shadow. It's right in the paper. Hmm. And they've got him to the idea of flying over Huntsville. And, you know, along this area, they're supposedly training them, and then they try to give innocent uh, reasons to have a uh, the drones around and all like that. I mean, you really have to be uh, low IQ to believe their excuses, right? So there. you weren't persuaded. The thing. No, no, not at all. Everything. So, but uh, keeping you safe. I'd love to hear from that uh, somebody like that. Let's let's see. Are there anybody? Is there anyone listening tonight who is a drone defender? Is there is there anybody who thinks, yeah, we really need drones flying around American cities and towns? That's a great idea. Well, I think there that? could be certainly could be value to such thing happening, but. I don't value trust for the, the drone companies. Maybe. <laughs> well, they take pictures. It's good to be able yeah. to take pictures. Okay, but I yeah, mean, really? Go ahead, Shadow. 
you know, they take the pictures and everything, so they spy on everybody. Uh, to me, it's just the government idea to where little by little they're just going to slip in that uh, dictatorship they want and enslave everybody, and this time they ain't going to be Abraham Lincoln to rescue anybody. I don't think Abraham Lincoln rescued anybody. He killed people. Well, they got it in the books where you, you know, yeah. the federal army come in and I get your all point. That kind of stuff, but yeah, right, right, like that. But yeah, yeah right. once you have the drones in the skies, it's going to be pretty hard to get rid of them, except by uh, somehow shooting like an electromagnetic pulse at them. Too. No, they've been uh, hacking them. Uh, stop that. College students have been hacking them and flying them. That's true. The college students that was at MIT hacked it for a thousand dollars. Hacked there, one of these drones. Uh, there was another story that came out too. So I mean, it's, it must be relatively easy. Shadow, thanks for the thoughts and the call. I appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Yeah, I think there was actually a contest by. By the government themselves, right? They gave uh, a contest to the MIT students or something like that, and they uh, they did it for less than a thousand dollars. They yeah. hacked into a, a drone, took control of it uh, remotely, as I understand it. That's right. So if you don't think that the terrorists can do that too, you're fooling yourself. Remember the story out of the uh, I think it was Afghanistan, where it was like a twenty five dollar uh, program they downloaded online that allowed them to tap into one of the drones over there. Yeah, I think like it was that. Pakistan um, yeah. that they were doing it. But yeah, they you know they 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 hacked the drones over there too. Right. Somehow getting hacked doesn't stop the government's drones from getting hacked. So eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. So any other thoughts on uh, religion? The religion science debate. You know, I, I don't think that it's going to be – it's not going to be meted out in my lifetime. Um, humans are, I believe, hardwired to believe in supernatural things. If you consider how many people believe in some kind of God and then how many people believe in luck. You think that it's that they're hardwired to believe in supernatural things or that they're hardwired to ask questions? And these particular questions don't have answers that we can see at this time. I absolutely believe they're hardwired to believe uh, that uh, in in something supernatural, in really? something essential, um, in something that uh, you know. You know, I mean. Uh, it, but Julia says she doesn't believe in that stuff. Something that's well, you know, I would, I would question Something's whether wrong that's, with my wiring. that's that's true or not. Um, if you had something special to you, um, you know, some, something in your life that was special to you and I, that wasn't alive, and I could replace that thing with some identical object and give you a hundred dollars to boot, would you want to trade it? Many people wouldn't. You're talking about religion. Yeah. I, 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 no, that's not religion. It's the essential belief in something. If you you know, believe that something is imbued with special powers, mm-hmm. often I use what the wedding ring example. Neither one of you have one. But you know, people will consider their wedding rings. Some people refuse to take them off. They do not right. leave their fingers. So these are kind of weird ritualized stuff that means nothing. That My wedding ring is a piece of metal. Well, see, but, of, so I feel like a wedding ring is a piece of metal. But do you, surely you have something that's a value to you somewhere. I know you had these little pieces of uh, plastic candy that you called them. These uh, that that each of them was got in a different place at a okay, different time. Okay, but had that's just nostalgic, like stuff. Nostalgia it's not that I... is it real? If I could replace it with something that was ex- identical to it, and you know, I'd be willing to give you a dollar or something. Then why wouldn't you do that? Because it's not any different. It, but the, that. But these. What you're talking about is is based on like special experiences that I had. It's not that I have a like a powerful belief in these objects. 
I just really like but them. But you have because... a belief in that they mean something to you, right? I mean, well, they, they came... do mean something to me. Right. And you did have a special experience. And so it wouldn't be the same if Mark just created an exact replica of one of these things. Sure. Because it wouldn't have come from the place it originally did. Okay. So other people have special experiences, I guess, with Do you gamble? Religion. Do you believe in luck? I don't gamble, no. Never? So you don't... You... I've never gambled. Okay. Because I can tell you, as a pretty... I consider myself to be a pretty logical guy. Whatever I get to play in blackjack, I've got a system, and that system isn't entirely logical, you know? And it's mm. difficult to operate this way. I just... I, I, I don't... I think that humans truly are hard, hardwired to believe in supernatural mm. things. And you start including all the stuff that it essentially makes things supernatural... Uh, you know, it's, it's difficult. Um, there's another ex- interesting example of wearing, uh, you know, a, a disgusting, one of these disgusting sil- serial killers jacket. What? Would you have a problem with wearing this? It's a perfectly oh, fine jacket. Mean. Why so not, not wear it? There's no blood stains. Oh, no, no I, blood would, stains. I would wear it if, if it was clean and I, for some reason, had a serial killer's jacket. <laughs> I wouldn't have a problem with that. Fine. Just like I don't have a problem living next to graveyards and all these other weird things people are afraid of. I like to live next to graveyards. You don't have neighbors on that side. 855-450-FREE. Well, you technically have a lot of neighbors, but they're not moving around very much. They're the much. kind of neighbors I like. one 855 450 here your thoughts on the religion science debate or whatever's on your mind. Free Talk Live. Hey, college students. The Independent Institute in Oakland, California is putting on the Challenge of Liberty seminar this summer. You can spend a week connecting with other liberty-minded students from around the world, attending seminars with libertarian luminaries, and grappling with pressing issues facing the world's economy and its people. Go to seminar.freetalklive.com. It's one ninety-five for the class and three hundred for the room and meals at the beautiful Notre Dame de Namur University in Belmont, California. Seminar.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and you can enjoy all the features there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com and it's Ian here with you tonight. And Julia. And Mark. Speaking of the website, we do have our webcam there. You can watch, listen, and interact because the chat room is built into the same page as the cam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to do that. Uh, That's cam.freetalklive.com. Jason Osborne, the the, the principal over at SACL CAI, wants to remind you to... Get your favorite episode of Free Talk Live from the last week and share it on your Facebook or Twitter page. It's a great way for people to hear the show and to bring new listeners to the you know ideas of liberty. It's uh, just and Sickle CAI's company that handles accounts receivable. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right hand side of the page. All right, so 855-450-FREE. In other religion-related news, Mark, you've got a story about a man teaching Bible study in his house. And something terrible happening to him from the government. Dailymail.co.uk, a Phoenix man, has been sentenced to two months in jail, three years probation, and more than $12,000 in fines for using his home to host weekly Bible studies in violation of the city's building codes. Probation for a violation (laughs) of the building code. Jail. Jail. And three years probation. That's correct. So you might as well just call it a few years in jail because most people end up getting violation of probation. Probably not this guy. 
Maybe, unless he continues to violate the building code. Yeah, that, he may very well. When, when it's an issue of faith, people will often stick with it. Um, I mean, this is a criminal matter, violating the building code? Normally, that's like a, a violation, you know, of a level of offense. It's a, it's a fine. It's certainly nothing where you're going to get probation. This is crazy. They're cracking down on religious activities and religious use. Michael Salman told Fox News Radio they're attacking what um, what I, as a Christian, do in the privacy of my own home. However, the Phoenix City Prosecutor's Office has insisted that the issue has to do with public safety and not what? religion. It came down to zoning and proper <laughs> permitting, said Vicki Hill, the chief assistant city this prosecutor. This is unsafe. Told the uh, Fox News Radio, anytime you're holding a gathering of people continuously as he does, we have concerns about people being able to exit the facility properly in case there's a fire. You know, there's a guy, there's a zone enforcer here in Keene, and he says things like this, you know, and I hear this often from zone kind of people. And I have to wonder if they really believe this. Does this guy really, is he really concerned about these people not being able to exit, six people not being able to exit a house oh, quick enough? Actually, it's more than six. Oh, uh, I thought you said six. I'm sorry. No, no, no. There's definitely more, definitely more than that way, going on. Yeah. Does he really care? That's what I want to know. I Who knows? I mean, you know, they have to make their jobs worth something, right? So, I mean, this is the natural end to these rules. Well, right. I mean, he says here it's, uh, well, it's bad because it happens on a regular basis. I mean, what's it matter whether it's a regular basis or a one-time party that you're throwing for your kid where there's, you know, 15 little children running in the house? I mean, th- these are always dangerous times. Kids? Right. You, you throw a party every month. These are always dangerous. <laughs> uh, t- th- these are always dangerous places. If you know, the question is: Is somebody going to knock over a candle and the place is going to catch on fire or smoke a cigarette in bed? I mean, whatever. There are always risks. And well, who smokes cigarettes in bed? That sounds really nasty. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> we're still doing that. Uh, also, you have to ask. I mean, this is essentially another one of these uh, family limiting. Laws. I mean, they're saying that he can't have 15 to 20 people over to his house to uh, have a Bible study. Does that mean I can't have 15 to 20 children? Well, in Keene, New Hampshire, it's illegal to have four... It's more than four unrelated people living together in the same. They home. often have those rules, and those are intended to uh, stop, you know, people from living too. Uh, well, when we too, too moved thoroughly. up yeah. here, there was more than four people living in this house. Remember, That's there true. was like exercise pads upstairs. Th- this room was a bedroom. I mean, every room in the house was a bedroom except for the kitchen. And I've been in tons of college apartments where there's more than four people. Living in a house. They, they are in violation of the lodging house rules uh, of the city. But ultimately, there are no rules, at least here in Keene. Of course, this is in a big city like Phoenix that prevent, um, you know, unrelated, prevent related people from living together. I don't in theory. think any, you know, no city has the, uh, the the cojones to do such a thing, I don't think. Well, apparently they're, well, I guess they're not claiming it, that, that he's breaking the law here because these people aren't related to him. Uh, but I can't believe you can't have a gathering. I mean, really? You're telling me I can't have a party at my house once a week and invite the same people That's over? what he's saying, yeah. I don't I mean, think they're and, saying that. I think they're saying that because this is an organized thing or something. I don't know. It's crazy. Well, get back to the quote from the bureaucrat. I mean, they're they're quoting one of them there, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that mean that, I mean, I can think of some events that happen here weekly that happen in homes that would be in violation of this law mm-hmm. because they're organized. So it's 67 code violations he's accused oh of uh, having violated. The father of six has argued that there's no difference between what he is doing and what millions of other people do when they host weekly poker games for friends right. or invite people over to watch Monday Night Football. But when someone says to us, we're not allowed to gather because of religious purposes, that's when you have discrimination, Salmon told 
three uh, TV. However, the Arizona courts consistently ruled against Salman, ultimately declaring wow. that he was uh, running a church out of a private dwelling, and the city did not violate his constitutional relights, uh, rights of uh, religious freedom. It didn't freedom. violate his right to religious no, no, you've freedom. Got to build, you've got to build your church in the proper place. Uh, I mean, for God's sakes, even God follows the rules. Wow. We'll tell you where you can and can't build your church or what your church can and can't look like. I mean, so, I'm sorry, in the Bible, doesn't it say that where two or more are gathered in my name, that that is a church? That's where, that's where he is. That's where God is there with them. Okay, that's true. But, I mean, essentially, that's the idea, right? I guess. I mean, you, know, that, you, know, that you don't need a steeple. That's what, this what this is about, really. This is about somebody turning their house into a church and no longer having to pay property taxes. Well, he didn't that's do that. Concern. No, he didn't. But somebody might, and we can't let people have religious services at their houses, that somebody told these zoning people, you've got to stop this from happening because somebody's going to turn into a church and they're not going to want to pay their property taxes and you've got to make this stop happening. That's what it's about. Because he's right. It's no different than a Monday night poker game. That's right. And now he's going to jail for two months? Going to jail. Is he out on appeal or is he going, he's going into the clink? Well, at, this, he's, I, at this point, he's not in the clink, but he has been sentenced to wow. the clink. The place of worship, the psalmist built a 2,000 square foot structure on their property with enough space to host about 40 people. So they've got a separate structure, which I think kind of makes their case a little weaker. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, if you're allowed to build the structure on your property, then what's the big deal? If the structure can be there to house cars or whatever, then what difference does it make? If I want to have a party every week where somebody comes over and helps me pick, fix my 64 and a half Mustang, then why not? So anyhow, um, the long-running feud between Salman and the city of Phoenix came to a head in June of 2009 when nearly a dozen police officers armed with a search warrant and accompanied by city inspectors mm. raided his home um, with a uh, search warrant, excuse me, near the 31st and Northern Avenues and combed the 4.6 acre property in search of violations. Solomon is the... 4.6 acres. So it's not like this is an overcrowding issue with parking on the street or anything like that. I mean, He's this bothering his neighbors. Well, that's going to be the claim, right? Yeah. That's 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 ultimately what's happened here is that somebody doesn't like what this guy's doing. Somebody got wind of what he's doing. Somebody with political pull got wind of what he's doing. Because otherwise, if you're talking about 4.7 acres, usually most people don't know what's going on on someone's property where there's 4.7 acres. Not really, no. He's the owner of Magic Mike's Burgers and also an ordained priest with a master's degree in biblical studies from Western Theological Seminary. He and his wife uh, also run a local credit card processing company and do volunteer work with a Christian organization. They've been hosting Bible studies since 2005 for about Mm. 15 of their relatives and friends. So some of these people are actually related. (laughs) Said the city has become aware of the meetings after some of the the neighbors complained about traffic congestion near his home, although Uh the pastor insists that his guests always park on his property. You know, I mean, I wonder what level of investigation they did. Like, did they send an undercover officer in somehow to go to one of these Bible studies? Did they ask people as they were leaving what was going on in the home? Because how did they gather the information that a Bible study session was happening there? Maybe they found some online. Well, they probably asked him about why is this congestion here? We're having a Bible study. Hmm. I mean, you would think that you'd be able to do that. Uh, the, in 2007, they were told they couldn't host it in their living room because it was a violation of the construction code. Unbelievable. Yeah. So they erected a 2,000-square-foot building in their backyard. And it's still no good. Yep. It was granted the appropriate permits, and the, the building passed city inspection. Outrageous. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Whatever you think about his religion, he should absolutely be able to engage in these activities on his own property with the people that consent. It's Free Talk Live. 
Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us over at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the features that we have for you there. In fact, if you want, you can support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is a simple one. You send in three bucks a month, and we then invest that in the program to get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up there, and get the perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, AMP-only forum, and more. Details at amp.freetalklive.com. And if you've amped in the past, thank you. We'd love to have you back. And if you uh, have yet to amp, then we look forward to having you on board, because your amp makes a big difference, and it's much appreciated. Amp.freetalklive.com, right to the phones and to your thoughts. Brian is in Huntsville listening to WBHP. Hey, Brian. Hey, greetings. As far as the drone flights go, there are some ways that it's a good idea because it would free up certain police cars on the street to an extent that if you sent one out, if there was a chase going on or something, you could get there directly and have camera coverage. There's another advantage, too, that the operator of the vehicle the unmanned vehicle, has to be online constantly at that vehicle, and the entire flight is recorded. He can't be sitting at Krispy Kreme or Dunkin' Donuts or something sitting in a squad car. He has to be on the ball the entire time. But, you know, what my concern there is is that they'll have a new police officer on the clock all the time in order to be the... The drone uh, guy. The the drone person, um, so that when some bank is robbed across town, somebody can go out there and whip the drone into the air. They actually can do this. Um, you know, throw the drone into the air and then yep. pilot that thing around so that they can go find the guy across town. It may not even get there in time because it, it has the constraints of physics like everything else does. And I just, oh, correct. It could be raining or heavy, heavy rain or storms and that kind of thing as well. So that would be a detriment to it. Mm. But then again, in certain circumstances, it could replace the helicopter. The gentlemen in helicopters can't very well get down and uh, jump on the suspect either. Yep. So it would be more of a tool, and it would be replacing one thing with another. You can't just you, you can't hire that many people. They can only fly one at one time. Well, they're not going to take their helicopter offline. I mean, they're, the cops yeah. are still going to have their helicopter, and then they're, they're going to have, have the helicopter guy and the drone guy. Drones on top of that because, well, they can just milk as much cash out of you as they want because they'll just raise taxes. You know, I wouldn't have a problem with drones if, if the police were actually out there helping people. Like, if, if all we ever heard about right. the police was how they were going after real bad guys who've actually harmed other human beings, wouldn't bug me one bit if they were chasing down bank robbers, murderers, rapists, people like that with a drone. Uh, that, that wouldn't bother me at all. In fact, you know, if it comes to, uh, if they could use a drone to make it so the police no longer did high-speed chases, which are incredibly dangerous yeah. to other people on the roads, if all they were doing was chasing after a car with a drone in the sky, it's not the end of the world if the drone comes, you know, crashing down somewhere. That's probably going to barely dent somebody's roof. Uh, I guess, although I guess there's different sizes of drones. Depends on the size of the drones. But uh, different sizes. 
and and if and if you add packages to it, such as night vision, that type of thing, then all of a sudden it costs more than a squad car. Right, but uh, but if all they were doing was going after real bad guys with them, it wouldn't be bugging me. But we know they're going to use them for surveillance. We know they're going to use them uh, to you know observe. They're going to put FLIR cameras on them. They're going to uh, FLIR is uh, the infrared cameras. Yeah, they're going to decide which houses are using too much electricity. They're going to find out some reason why they have to go in that house so they can see whether they're growing marijuana. We've seen the instance when uh, when we've watched police get nabbed on reverse stings on them. In these same instances, they've used FLIR cameras when it was illegal to use them. Understood, but on the inverse, I don't see I don't see people getting busted for seatbelt violations over a drone being in the air Probably because not. it's not supposed to be up there for that. And in some other, but, but they will put it up well. there for that they, stuff. They use airplanes to get speeders. Right, I and mean, why wouldn't they hover a drone over uh, an, an, like a an overpass or something and just look down, use the cameras to look down into the uh, right straight into the windshield? So well, what, I, what I'd like to say is anything anything that's recorded over an area, I would really like in the long run to see it released under the Freedom of Information Act. They're really they, bad at that. It, it, I mean, they don't like to release anything that, that's damaging to them somehow gets lost. Uh, you know, it's 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 sad, but it's true. You know, this Freedom of Information Act sounds awesome until you realize that the people that have control of the information that are going to be hurt by that information are not going to release it. I think there's legitimate uses for drones. I just don't trust the police to use them for the right reasons. And I, I thank you, uh, Bill and or Brian, rather. Any other thoughts? No, sir. Y'all have a great evening. Thanks for the call tonight. Let's talk to Jeff, listening in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Jeff? Uh, Hi, guys. Um, So I just wanted to talk to you guys about a scary incident I had. Um, It was my first time ever. I'm 38 years old. First time ever getting stopped at a sobriety checkpoint. Oh, boy. I don't know if you guys have ever had one of those. uh, Were you sober? uh, Were you sober? Uh, Well, anyway... so what happened is I was I was driving home. It was actually a very long night. I had actually had to drive very far to retrieve a lost uh, iPod, um, you know, that, that somebody had found for me. And I was very tired and kind of grumpy. And honestly, on the drive home, I almost found us. Uh, we have to put him on hold. We are losing your signal, Jeff. We're going to put you on hold. Hopefully, you can get into a better cell so we can have an understandable conversation with you. In the meantime, Charlie is on the line, calling from our very own Keene, New Hampshire. Hey, Charlie. Oh, hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, uh, well, there was a, um, a nice reader uh, opinion uh, called um, in, the, in the local newspaper, and um, there's a guy who says, uh, free speech over politics. He went to this Romney event, and they were blockading him and all this. And sounds like a Ron Paul guy, actually. But he got this uh, letter in, and uh, he says, um, you know, if, if we deny ourselves our own freedoms, the terrorists have already won. I thought it was pretty poignant. So. Yeah, you know, I mean, um, it's it's one of these situations where, you know, it's very difficult. How are you going to run a campaign um, if, uh, you know, all the opposition comes in and, and shouts you down? But at the same time, the, the whole country is based on the idea of freedom of speech. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's really difficult conundrum for, for politicians. Somehow comedians can handle it, though. Yeah. Um, also, it's pretty funny. On the front page of it, there was this um, article that actually says, uh, Jim Forsyth, you know, the guy who sponsored the education tax credit bill mm-hmm. in New Hampshire. Uh, this might not be very interesting to some of your listeners, but um, um, supporters of the tax credit bill um, says the low- and middle-income people, would, it would benefit them 
that was the libertarian argument, and <laughs> there's like no argument against that, which is funny. The libertarians are arguing for you know low income people having a better education in a private sector, and and can uh, you explain? Hold on a second, Charlie public- Amar. Can you explain what he's talking about here? Yeah. This this bill. This tax credit bill, as I understand it, and I would not claim to be an expert in it, as I understand it, means that um, companies, commercial payers of property tax, can designate where their property taxes go to, say, private or- private schooling organizations rather than – and maybe it's just the education portion. I'm not 100 percent sure. But basically they decide what funds they go into rather than paying for public school necessarily. So it, it, it gives choice in education. And, and Charlie, what were you saying in relation yeah. to it? Yeah, um, uh, people who have a business, they can have, rather than pay a business business profit tax, they can transfer that money to a school system, a scholarship for low-income people Mm -hmm. to go to a private school. And that, um, you know, the libertarian argument was that this would help people have a better education who are not able to have a good education in their low-income communities that have uh, bad property taxes, you know, the low, the rich tax. And... The Jim Forsyth made that argument, and the, the public people haven't been able to, you know, discredit that. You mean the government really guys? Funny. You're so- yeah. I see. Yep. Well, it's you know they, what they want to do. They don't care about educating uh, low-income kids. They care about their bureaucracy. They care about keeping the bureaucracy and the union going, um, and that's it's really sad. Uh, you know, if if they cared about education, they'd want competition. Right. They'd want innovation. They'd want new things in this area, but they don't want that. They want to keep a monopoly. They want to keep control. Charlie, thanks Absolutely. for the call and your thoughts tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight five five. Four fifty free. Uh, I've got to say, I'm just deeply offended as an as a parent to have to pay to send other people's kids to school at the cost of my own child. Every dollar that I'm spending on somebody else's kid is a dollar I could be spending on my own. There are things that we'd like to buy right now: a tablet um, in order to you know for my kid to have for his learning, uh, his school, his education. Julia was just commenting on this the other day as to why does a child need an iPod and uh, why, why would you be getting you know four-year-old jack uh an ipod or, well, or a tablet iPad. or whatever uh, okay. ipad uh, a tablet i wouldn't spend all the tablet money iPad. ipad i mean what's the difference well a cost <laughs> um because the tablet cost there are apps for learning on there um you know many people the fact is my son learned to read with a product called uh, a baby reading kit you can get a baby reading kit.com somebody would some people will say the same thing why in the world would you let your uh, you know, 12-month-old watch television. Well, I'll tell you why. Because mine can read and yours can't. That's the reason. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Hour number three is on the way. Bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Coming up, arrested for dancing. And your calls come first. It's Free Talk Live. There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none, thanks to their twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one. It's the nicest radio I've ever owned. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are lauded for their quality by experts the world over. I highly endorse the C-Crane Company. Get the CC Radio 2 at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com.
Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want, 855-450-FREE. The SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. Create the content on the site, too. Submit whatever you want from all over the web and submit it as show prep. It will then be voted upon. Uh, by those who take the time to vote. And if you could do that, that would be super because the more people we have participating, the better overall the website is uh, for everybody that uses it. So you can uh, submit things to the site and then vote on them under the Upcoming Stories uh, page. Just click Upcoming Stories from the front page of Free Talk Live and it'll show you all the different items that have been submitted by listeners in recent days. And you can vote up or down on them, uh, whether you like or dislike. And the most liked make it to the front page in the top of the site. So other people, including the host of the show, can see what you think is important. Go to freetalklive.com to get interactive there. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. To the phones and your thoughts. Bill is in Maine. You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, Bill, hello there. Yeah, hi, hey. thanks. What's on your uh, mind tonight? Drones for U.S. police. How about iPod nano badges so the chief can retain a complete record of each badge for 90 days? Retain a record of each badge? Like a video, like a video okay. recording? Yeah, like the iPod nanos that Apple computers made, make them into badges for police officers. Like to have video all the time from what the, what the police are doing? And Every word the police officer yep. speaks all day gets recorded and filed with the chiefs, and he keeps care of it because he's a police officer for 90 days. The only way anyone can get it is with a court order. You know, I think that I think that uh, you know, in this day and age, that police don't have audio and video on them. Our public servants, frankly, I don't think that this should be restored with the with the police chief. I think it should be streamed to the web. The, poli- the public, think, you mean? Yeah. The would police. Would you like to buy a webcam mask with that? <laughs> What's that mean? A webcam mask? Webcam masks on sale here. Uh, get your webcam mask. You can look like a Marvel or DC comic hero or make your own, no matter how realistic. Have you seen any yet? I'm sure that they're out there. Um, You're talking about the digital effect that uh, you put over your face on like a webcam program? I'm talking about the latex masks they have of the old man. Several bank robberies have been made with them, unfortunately. But they also have some pretty handsome ones, and you can look so realistic you don't need tinted windows to be unobserved. It's true. Interesting observation. How about sobriety checkpoints? How about them? Sewer water test monitoring equipment to prove what's going through the body politic so we can get Olympic thinker drug tests and pharmacies, perhaps. Huh? Uh, cross-reference the insatiable demand and voracious appetite. I have to say I'm a little confused. You may be uh, thinking above my level, sir. I don't really understand what you're getting at. Well, sobriety checkpoints. How about sewer water test monitoring equipment? What is that? What does one have to do with the other? I'm confused. Well, after I mentioned this in Washington, D.C., the uh, D.C. newspaper called The Inquirer uh, published a front-page photo of the Thames River and said it tested positive for cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't there a story... I heard something, and I didn't really look into it too much, but about uh, in England somewhere they found Prozac in the water for that reason, like people are urinating... 
Prozac? Yeah, we wouldn't want to have it hooked up to our own house, but how about the sewer main or the university's output so we could see what's going through the student body on a large scale? <laughs> I, I know what's going through the student body on yeah, a large scale. You don't scale. have to really speculate on that one. Bill, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. Uh, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I, I don't know, Julia. I, I find, kind of vaguely recall the uh, story you're talking about. I feel like it was... Uh, the, what they were detecting were the remnants of those things, because right. obviously, uh, I don't know what you call that. There's a scientific term for it. My but... understanding was that the filter did not filter out the particles or whatever from people's urine, but I, it's one of those things I saw briefly I didn't really look into. You can detect, uh, there's a scientific term for this, but uh, when you it's take aura. cocaine, what's that? Aura. The aura? No, that's definitely not it. But uh, when you take a drug, that there, uh, you know, it changes in your body into something else, right? So, like when you're urinating it out, you you know that whatever it is, it's coming out is is different. It's kind of the the remnants or the the signature, Residual, if you will, yeah. that uh, that that was what you had originally taken. So you can still kind of figure out from uh, somebody's urine what they've taken, even though there's like cocaine particles are not in your urine. There's something else. Uh, going on there. Yeah, that makes more sense that that's what you find in the, the Thames. Right. Uh, 855-450-FREE. Jeff, we're going to try him one more time in California. Had a bad sell. Said uh, that this... Are you there, Jeff? Yes, I am. And actually, the word you're looking for is metabolite. There you so go. Metabolites, that's what they detect in uh, in urine. So, uh, hi. I just I just have been wanting to call for a really long time. I think uh, you guys have the most fabulous show in the history of talk radio. Oh, gosh. My I've been listening well, to thanks. talk radio for 10 years. I've been listening for 10 years. I've never heard anything like you guys. Oh, how long have you been listening? You. You've uh, never heard 10 the... years? I... No, not a free talk yeah, live, it... isn't it? Oh, for, for oh, free talk live only for about two months, and I just discovered oh, wow. it randomly when I was browsing through my uh, iTunes podcast. And, I, and I found it, and I said, wow, this looks like it's right up my alley. You know, I've been a you know libertarian and whatnot for years, and kind of dabbling in all that. And then I, I just was hooked like it's like the most insane drug I've I've found, talk radio drug I've ever found. So, you guys are awesome. Well, thanks. Um, uh, so, what, so tell me more about your uh, checkpoint experience. That was what you were going to get into, but you encountered a bad sell. So we can hear you much better yeah. now. I'm 38, and I've never encountered a sobriety checkpoint. And uh, it was you know like these things happen, I guess, to people. At least this is the way they design them. Uh, is that it was completely unexpected. I had been driving really late that night. I hadn't wanted to. It wasn't by choice. Um, I had just come home from a long plane trip, left left my iPod on the plane, and just randomly I had to go back, drive all the way to another mm. part, of, you know, part of the county yeah. in the middle of the night to go retrieve it. So I was kind of tired and kind of grumpy. Coincidentally, uh, I was actually almost debating on the way home because there were all sorts of nice bars. On the way home, I was thinking, boy, I've had such a bad night. I'd like to stop and get myself a, a drink, and then, whoa, all of a sudden I find this sign, and then I find myself being filtered into this line, sobriety checkpoint, and I and I was just confused because I had never seen it. I found myself stopped. There was, a, like, a phalanx of police officers. There was, I mean, there was 12 of them. There was all these cop cars, and I, I really honestly didn't know what to do. I'm going to tell you what I did and how I felt, and then what I found out later, what I should have done. Hmm. So what I did is I stopped, and, and uh, you know, I didn't want to, but, you know, he, you know, they said, please stop. And so I stopped. Oh, please. And I, I oh, my... they were only requesting that you stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm busy. Wait, you mean it didn't feel like a request to you? No, it it, uh, it actually didn't, as you might imagine. And um, 
then I the, the next thing that happened. My hold, hold on a second. That would be the first thing I would say to them, though. Like if like That's I know exactly what he would say. I know they're gonna pull me over, but uh, if some cop says please step, I'll say, oh, are you just asking? Just to just to clarify <laughs> and have them make it clear to me that no, 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 we're. We're not asking, no, actually. No, uh, we're not asking. As a matter of fact, we'll pull our guns and shoot you right. if you don't stop. Anyway, go ahead. Well, the next request was, because I started, I stopped, and then I sat there with my window rolled up, and they sat there for a minute, I think, expecting me to just won't roll my window down. I bet I they did. Sat there. They did, and they said, could you roll your window down? And I, and I, of course, then I did, too, because it was, you know, a request but it wasn't really a request so mm. i rolled the window down and then the next thing they asked well they said oh we're doing a sobriety checkpoint well duh and um and uh, now did you roll the window down all the way um that was probably my first mistake uh, um, oh, i'm not sure that that's a mistake go ahead well it's a mistake because i he stuck his head in in my yep. vehicle i i rolled it down and i mm. you know i had not had a drink that night I was sober, annoyed, um, you know, and I had I had nothing wants, to hide, even though, you know. He wants to smell your breath, and he wants to sniff yeah, your car he, to see if it smells like marijuana or alcohol. That's one of the, the things that they do, and absolutely, if you don't roll the window down all the way, they can't be sticking their head or their hands or anything like that in there. They can't go in and, you know, grab your, uh, your door uh, lock and then unlock the door and then pop the door open. Uh, just preventing them from getting inside your space is usually, I think... I think it's a good idea, but it will tweak the cops out, especially at a sobriety checkpoint. Because if you don't, uh, if you don't roll that window down all the way, they'll immediately suspect you of trying to conceal your uh, your breath on them. And so, I want to hear the rest of your story. Stick with us, Jeff. We'll bring you back here in a moment. Eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. Jeff's first ever sobriety checkpoint. It's free talk live. It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter, and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian-inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder, and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing. Take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up anything you'd like at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we have for you, including news updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You can follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever method is best for you, or more than one if you like. News.freetalklive.com allows you to sign up for free for any one of those. That's news.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins are a new currency, a currency that's meant to be used on the internet. Now, you can use them anywhere, but uh, they're very convenient in transferring around the world. You can send and receive money anywhere in the world virtually instantaneously with, well, you know, very quickly. I'm going to go with very quickly. <laughs> Without any fees. No government or bank can get in the way and make it stop happening. They can't freeze your account, you know, that PayPal can be so uh, um, you know, they're notorious for. It's impossible for anyone to get in, in to mathematically, in, mathematically impossible for anyone to block you from sending money or receiving payments or anything like that. It's impossible for them to counterfeit or inflate 
the currency. It's like they're doing with uh, the dollar and every other currency around the world. Bitcoins give you 100% complete control over your money and thus your wealth. And it's different. Go to uh, weusecoins.org and watch the video there. It's a two-minute video that's well worth seeing. Then go to bitcoin.org and download your free Bitcoin uh, software. It's peer-to-peer. And is that right? Peer-to-peer? Is that the right terminology? Uh, Open yeah, that source. Would be accurate. Open yeah. source is what well, it's both. I would say. Yeah. Open source and peer-to-peer. So uh, go yep. get that software, and uh, you can be using them in just minutes. And to get your Bitcoins, go to bitinstant.com. You can go there. You can uh, find more than 700,000 locations across the world, uh, including Walmarts and 7-Elevens and CVSs and major banks in the United States. And you can deposit so convenient. cash and get Bitcoins. Bitinstant.com. As we go back to Jeff, he's in California and uh, relating to us his experience with his very first, at age 38, his very first sobriety checkpoint, I'm thankful that I have not uh, had the opportunity to go through one of these things. I have in Florida. You have? Yeah, more than one. And uh, so, Jeff, you're explaining to us that you were pulled over. They told you to please pull over, and uh, you did. They then asked you to roll your window down, which you did, and they proceeded to stick, uh, cop proceeded to stick her, his or her head into your car. Uh, continue with your story. Uh, yes, indeed. He stuck his head in my car, and he clearly was looking at my eyes. I could tell he was taking a looking around. And then he asked me that He said, have Oh, man. Jeff, you know, I don't know, your phone. Uh, yeah, back, we get, we're having real problems with, uh, he just dropped off the line, have real problems with Jeff's phone. Hopefully he can get on a landline and uh, and give us a call back. I know cell phones, they sure are great, uh, but sometimes not so much for talk radio. Yeah, there, there are times that they aren't that uh, that awesome. Yeah. Well, okay, so while we while we don't have Jeff on the line here, how about uh, Sobriety Checkpoint, Mark? What, what have your experiences been? Well, you know, I've had my father-in-law, the most recent one was a couple of years ago down in Florida, had my father-in-law in the car, and I decided that uh, I wasn't going to play hero in this particular one. I just wanted to get through it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the cop basically, you know, they were stopping everybody in the road, asking to see your driver's license, kind of looking around the car and sniffing. Which effectively makes it a uh, papers checkpoint as well. Yes. Like, the excuse is that this is uh, to keep the roads safe, but really they also want to find out if you've got up to date license and registration. Papa papers? Now, did they just ask you for the license or did they also ask you for registration? Do you recall? I don't know about the mm. registration. I had a. I've been in a secure. Uh, I almost said security. Uh, sobriety checkpoint as well mm-hmm. in Florida, um, and mine was just on a Friday night in my little town. I was driving around. I actually had a marijuana pipe in the car, so I was oh, really boy. scared, and I put it under the seat. And she just asked me. You know, where I was going, and I think I showed her my driver's license, and she asked, uh, you know, what I was doing that evening, and then let me go. So hmm. it was easy and painless. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you hey, give the information, if you would have said, none of your business, <laughs> and give it a big smile, none of your business. <laughs> I always, wonder how your evening would have gone. I've always wanted to get one of these when I'm sober, you know, because at that time yes. I had a marijuana pipe in the car. Sure. So in no way to, am I going to do anything to rock the boat. Just to see but what I they would do. But I always want to get pulled over. Like, I don't want to get pulled over. Right. But like when I do get pulled over and I have nothing in the car and, you know, I know that I haven't done anything wrong. Well, like, next feel, time, uh, you know, they, they do announce these in advance, usually in a newspaper. So 
uh, how aware of it you would be, I don't know, because none of us read. I don't think. Well, I don't. Mark, maybe you do, but I get the newspaper. Julia and I do not read uh, the newspaper no. here locally. But if if someone were, say, an activist were to discover, oh hey, the cops are going to be doing a checkpoint on Friday night, because usually they have to go to a judge. The judge has to sign off on authorizing one of these checkpoints. So there's a there's a process. The uh, you know the local police department usually just doesn't decide. All right, boys, let's go hit the road tonight and set up a checkpoint. They usually have to go through some sort of a legal process in order to make it uh, official. And ahead, yeah. and usually it is published in advance. Uh, I don't know if they ever publish where it's going to be in advance. It may depend on the the I guess the locality and the the different laws that might apply. But uh, if you know it's going to happen, you know there are probably certain places where it's more likely to happen than others, like busier roads versus back roads. And uh, so at that point, you could absolutely plan right. to attend. Well, I guess I've always wanted to do the same thing, Julia. You know, just to ask them for the same stuff that they ask me. Can I have your license and registration only if i can have yours i would like to try just sitting there and stare at them <laughs> you know, like I, you don't speak english right i like i could i could maybe see giving them the license but then just stare and not ask uh, answer any of their questions my my only you're concern under no obligation is to answer this the um and i would be afraid of getting arrested and i'm not afraid i'm only afraid of getting arrested because i have a great job mm. i that i really love and it's like it's a one in a you know it's, it's one of these things. That it's rare. Chains I mean, this is a job in Keene, New Hampshire. It has taken me six years to get this job. I absolutely love it. It's wonderful. I'm learning great things. And if I got arrested and was for some reason put in jail and I lost my job, I re- I mean because I not have to work. Can, it's not an option for not me. Not everybody can do non-cooperation. It's it's not something that. So I guess my thing would be I would be just willing call up to, one of the radicals. We'll go out and do it for you. It's no problem. You're such a jerk. <laughs> no, I would be no willing problem. to. I would be willing to go through with it. But if it got, if it escalated, and I thought I was going to get arrested, I would. Yeah. I would have to stop. I mean, and so I might be too late at that lame. point. Oh, that's the thing. I mean, that's it would thing. really you be can't a risk. predict them. You can't know. You can't know what's going to push a cop over into the okay. I'm going to arrest this punk category. And uh, you know, it's it's the it's the initiator who anybody who's you know knows anything about battle planning knows that the, the initiator has the advantage. They have the advantage. They're deciding when to stop you, where to stop you. But if you're going there you, for the purpose of being say, stopped, then you're, does you're that make you the initiator? You'll be able to find some situation. I'm not running out looking for DUI checkpoints. Most people are thinking about the next time they get stopped, and you will be stopped because mm-hmm. you know. I mean, when they have laws like weaving inside the lane for a reason to pull you over i mean they could just say anything to pull you over that's if that's true. what they want to do i guess it's just an activist dream of mine for the future someday someday there will likely be checkpoints in the future unless we can get rid of them here in new hampshire which would be splendid uh they don't splendid. happen they don't happen too often out here in the Keene area but they have been known to occur and usually phone calls go out from from bar owner to bar owner to give them uh, give their customers a heads up so there's a little underground kind of communication network that goes on when one of these things goes down 855-450-FREE SACL CAI toll free line this is free talk live bring up your checkpoint experience DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do is dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Still to come here, Julia will tell us about Arrested for Dancing. And you are welcome to share your experiences with us about whatever's on your mind. Whatever your thoughts are, one eight five five four fifty free is the number here tonight. Now we were just talking with a gentleman who unfortunately got disconnected during his call uh, about his experience at a, a sobriety checkpoint, and we were talking about how you know not everybody can afford because of their position, perhaps with having children and not being able to risk losing their children to the uh, terrible people uh, that are you know oppressing us in the state. Or the you know situation where somebody's got a really nice job as Julia does, uh, where they're just not, not you know they're just uncomfortable putting all that stuff on the line to test the waters uh, at something like a, a sobriety checkpoint. But if you were to live in a place like New Hampshire, uh, for instance, say Julia, you were to be driving home uh, at some point and you were to encounter one of these checkpoints, which is usually how most people find out that a checkpoint is happening, is they encounter it. Uh, you could then place a phone call to Porcupine four one one, and you could go through the checkpoint and you know show the license and do what you need to do to get through and get home without risking arrest. But if you then communicate to the activist community here, because there are over a thousand people here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, many of whom are willing to go up and challenge a checkpoint, whether it be drive we're looking for it, right? Uh, whether it be to drive through and challenge it that way, or to go out and write up a you know a, hey, there's a checkpoint ahead sign and hold that up down the road from the checkpoint and take whatever risk might come along with doing that. There are people who are willing to uh, to go out and and put their freedom on the line and you know utilize them, inform them of uh, of what's going on. So you could make a phone call to Pork 411, which is a great little system that we have that uh, records a message that you leave. And then it emails that message out, blasts it out basically to – I think I actually talked to Michael Hampton who put the system together. There's something like 400 recipients on that list right now. So several hundred people will receive that heads up. Some of them will uh, be in your area and some of whom may actually be not drunk at that time and willing to come out uh, and, uh, and do something. I have a breathalyzer. Like a nice one. I wonder what would happen if I went through it and like blew for them. Like, no, no. No, leave me alone. (laughs) I've got my own breathalyzer. Uh, So, yeah, utilize the activist community where you can because not everybody is in these positions of being able to take those risks. Sometimes the folks that have the kids or the jobs, these are the folks that can do the funding of the other activists, uh, you know, activities. Uh, The people that you can put up some money to bail somebody out of jail or, you know, help them with court costs or hiring an attorney or whatever it is that that person's looking for for assistance or maybe just paying the rent while they're uh, while they're holding uh, while they're being held in a jail cell or take care of the cat while they're in a jail cell so people need that different ways that activists can support one another and what you can do is go to freestateproject.org to learn more about the movement of like-minded liberty-oriented people all converging to the same place that is here in new hampshire uh, to get active for freedom because there are different things that we can all do so even if you don't feel comfortable julia you know putting your job on the line you could still go to a city council meeting and you could you know work within the political system to put an end to sobriety checkpoints for the future in fact there was as i understand it a bill proposed within the last year to end sobriety checkpoints by one of the liberty reps uh, of course it went down in flames because you know it's hard to convince people that sobriety checkpoints are a bad idea considering that they believe they're being protected from drunk drivers because of them well if there so. are drunk drivers on the road um 
then and you're backed up at a sobriety checkpoint, then they're liable to plow right through and kill you all. That's probably true. I mean, you know, so if they're but dr- <laughs> all your logical statements, Mark, don't really have an impact on an emotional person who believes that the sobriety checkpoints are reducing the number of drunk drivers on the road. I, All they have to be told by the police is that they've caught one drunk driver by having a sobriety checkpoint, and that'll be all that most people need to justify it. I got it. I mean, you know, most people aren't out when they're doing these uh, these sobriety checkpoints. Uh, you know, the, the folks that vote aren't out, mm. you know. Uh, the folks that party tend not to be the ones that vote. It's true. Let's go to John listening in Austin. John, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, what's up, guys? John hey. Bush, how are y'all doing? Hey, John Bush. I hear you guys have some pretty exciting stuff going on down there in Austin with, uh, was it like an, a lecture series or some sort of a convention on knowing your rights and standing up to the police? Tell me about that. Yeah, it's part of the Peaceful Streets Project, which is essentially a direct action, grassroots movement uh, aimed at ending institutional violence in Austin. We're doing uh, Know Your Rights training. We've already done uh, half a dozen of them. And high-crime areas, marginalized communities. We started uh, police complaint departments where we post out, post up out, out front of the courthouses and also in high-crime areas and record testimony <laughs> of police abuse. And it's going to culminate on July 14th. We're having a police accountability summit. We're flying Pete Ayer of uh, copblock.org in. There's going to be civil liberties activists, civil rights historians, victims panel. And at the end of the event, we're going to hand out 100 video cameras that we just bought today to wow. uh, activate. And uh, we're going to encourage them to film police and their duties. And we're also going to be encouraging everybody to use the Lone Star Liberty Bell, which is our version of y'all's uh, Port 411. Mm-hmm. And we hope, uh, you know, to change the game using direct action tactics. Uh, and it's pretty exciting. It's grown really well. We've already raised almost $20,000. Wow. Yeah. So uh, well, they must have raised a bunch of money to get this, uh, all these video cameras. I mean, where did, uh, you know, who, who said, let's buy a bunch of video cameras? Where did this come from and who paid for it? Uh, well, it was an idea I had festering in my head uh, after a lot of police abuse been going on. Antonio Beeler, who uh, many of your listeners are probably familiar with, down here in Austin, is arrested on New Year's Eve, uh, charged with a felony for apparently spitting in police officer's face after he was taking pictures of two cops that were roughing up a, a woman that was a passenger in a DWI stop. But uh, uh, he really, you know, took the bull by the horns and, and made the idea reality and leading the charge and. Uh, there was an anonymous donor that dropped 10K. Another guy dropped 7,000 wow. from California that we didn't even know. So, uh, yeah, the money came together pretty quick. I, I knew that, that it was an idea. Time has come, and I, I didn't have, I didn't think we'd have problems raising the money. Copbloss also helped by uh, promoting some of our, uh, some of our ads. Awesome. I have to say, it's it's impressive. Uh, what has has been going on? You say that uh, it's it's still you know the ball's still rolling on this. Is there a, you know, like a website where people can go to learn more about what's happening down there? Because this would be something worth emulating in other cities. I think. Yeah, the website's peacefulstreets.com, and we're definitely uh, you know we're going to have an annual summit down here in Austin. Who knows? Maybe the summit could be in other cities. But we we're definitely hoping people emulate it take the model, expand upon the model, implement it in their own their own communities. Because it's been a great success thus far, just in the past two months that we've been working on it. Now, how has the uh, response been from, I guess, the uh, folks outside, say, the uh, police accountability slash uh, liberty community? I mean, what's the media been reporting on it, if at all? Uh, how's that been? And have the police commented? Well, the media has been all over it in large part because uh, Antonio Beeler's case on New Year's, 
still remained in the media every time he has a court date. Uh, it, it, it's a big story that I guess is getting a lot of viewers. Uh, and he's got a unique position being an Army Ranger, uh, Stanford graduate, West Point graduate, totally clean record, stand-up guy. Uh, they've, they've loved it. The press coverage has been rather phenomenal. We've managed to talk in some really good, uh, some good talking points. Uh, we've called the question on whether or not filming police is uh, legal or appropriate here in Central Texas on numerous occasions. The uh, Assistant Chief, Chief of Police, uh, David Carter, he uh, stated to the media when they asked him, like, no, we don't have a problem with people filming police. We only ask that they stay a reasonable distance away from us. Uh, the head of the police union, who's really, you know, one of the more nasty characters, even more so than some of the people working with the police uh, brass, he said, uh, you know, yeah, it's not illegal. We don't have a problem with that. But we think Antonio might be encouraging people to, you know, interfere with it. So there is a line between cop watching and cop blocking. They don't want you to become part of the arrest. But that line gets blurred all the time. And, uh, yeah, the coverage has been overall very well. People outside of the Liberty community are really excited about it. We're purposefully targeting areas with block walking and radio advertisements and posters in uh, marginalized communities, those communities that are harmed the most from the institutional violence and taxation. John Bush, I know you called in about sobriety checkpoints. I didn't even let you get to that. So hang on. We'll bring you back here uh, in a moment. I just wanted to talk about Peaceful Streets and what was going on down there because it's, uh, I think, a really great project. 855-450-FREE. said you can learn more over at uh, PeacefulStreets.com. And what a brilliant way to bring people into uh, a possible place where they can get exposed to the ideas of liberty because they care about police abuse in the first place. Free talk. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for your thoughts if you dial in now. 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And enjoy the features waiting for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. Like the show. Want to help support Free Talk Live? You can promote Free Talk Live by going to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll find different things you can uh, print out, like flyers. Uh, you can also download high-res graphics. Uh, use those for whatever purposes you like. Maybe you want to make your own Free Talk Live t-shirt. You certainly can. Uh, we also have free bumper stickers that you can receive. Uh, the details on how to get your hands on that are all over there at promote.freetalklive.com. Web graphics and more, promote.freetalklive.com. As we continue, of course, by the way, one of the best ways to promote Free Talk Live is to share your favorite episode of the last week on your Facebook page with so your friends can see it. And then more people will hopefully pick us up and start listening as well. And then they'll be exposed to great ideas and interesting projects like what John Bush is doing with a group of activists down in the Austin, Texas area. And you know, John, it's uh, it's stuff like this that really puts Austin on the map as a, a real hot spot for liberty activism. And I think that what you've come up with here with the Peaceful Streets uh, project that's going on down there at PeacefulStreets.com, where you're having essentially uh, seminars and uh, discussions and 
encouraging people to stand up for their rights and record the police uh, and, and actually even raising money to give people the tools uh, necessary. Like I would I would imagine fairly affordable video cameras. You said you're giving out, what is it, 100 video cameras or something like that? Yeah, 100 video cameras. We had hoped to get them in the area of $40 a piece. They ended up being 60 bucks a piece, so we had to drop $6,000 on on video cameras, wow. but uh, they're, they're decent cameras, simple to use as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Austin's a great spot for, for liberty activism in general, but for projects like this, there's already a, an excellent culture to work with, uh, not only a, a large number of liberty activists that are naturally here, but there's a lot of uh, more anti-establishment, progressive, and uh, liberals that really control the local politics that are open to some of these more radical ideas. Plus, there's a lot of organic farming going on. There's a left anarchy movement that's been around for a decade plus that's well established. So, yeah, it's looking on the up and up. And I think this project's going to go far to, to change the game because a lot of people are really frustrated with the district attorney failing to press char- charges on officers that shoot unarmed uh, minority youth on the east side of town, the low-income side of town, every single summer it happens for, for years now. And the city council sitting on their hands. Uh, of course, the police monitor's office, which is the internal review uh, panel, uh, the panel that's actually supposed to be independent, it's part of the police union contract, so <laughs> there's no justice there. So it's, it's right for people to, to look at these alternative direct action uh, solutions that don't involve asking permission but that involves people protecting and serving each other. Which right, and you get the benefit of uh, essentially the, what uh, what Cop Block is doing uh, on a more, I guess, localized scale, because Cop Block is a nationwide uh, organization that has different local chapters. But essentially, Cop Block is a concept created by liberty activist Pete Eyre and uh, Damo Freeman. Uh, and you mentioned that Pete's going to be coming down to Austin to do a presentation at this Peaceful Streets uh, orientation. And uh, But what's great about Cop Block and also the Peaceful Streets is that you're bringing a bunch of people in to a place where they can learn about principled ideas of liberty uh, through the kind of the front door of police accountability and and you know holding police uh, you know to their actions and uh, and helping people understand how to stand up to them. This is a you know issue that cuts across I think the political spectrum as you're describing. Uh, you don't have to care about liberty as a whole to care about the issue of police abuse and and what the police are doing to innocent peaceful people out there and but yet that can be a kind of a wedge issue if you will i think to introduce people to the wider principles of liberty and have that be their first uh, interaction with folks like you or pete and i think there's some real value i mean beyond just helping people understand what to, what to do when it comes to the police also maybe connect them with more principled ideas of liberty kind of subtly as, as the the process goes on yeah yeah i've had the pleasure of emptying the uh, know your rights uh, training and uh, also, I'll be emceeing the summit, and uh, we definitely inject uh, the idea that one of the main reasons why we have this problem is because there's an institutionalized monopoly of violence that not only fails to hold itself accountable, and I'm, I always point out how the city council, the police chief, the police monitor, the district attorney, these are all different arms of the same central government, uh, local government institution. Uh, and then also the idea of mon- monopoly police forces, only one choice, doesn't matter if you like it or not. And then on the flip side, we promote the uh, the direct action, uh, you know, anarchist tactic of competing with the police by protecting one another and eliminating the need. And the idea of 
Antonio uh, mentioned it. That he was doing a teaching. We've been working with the Occupy movement. And uh, he just straight up said we could be the largest city in the country to disband the police department. So definitely ideas of uh, alternative institutions and the idea of direct action instead of political solutions are, are, are just all over this project. And it's great to get in front of audiences that don't normally contemplate those ideas and put them in a, in a, in a reasonable, practical fashion. I think it's going to do well to awesome. advance on that so you originally called to talk about sobriety checkpoints. Did you have uh, some comments on that in particular? Yeah, I was going to talk about a vision that I've had. We haven't been able to do it here, although we did it in a different fashion. But uh, we don't have sobriety checkpoints in Texas. I think uh, there's probably like, uh, there was 11 states two years ago. There's probably fewer now that, that don't have them. But every year, every hmm. two years, in the vision, they bring it up. But I always had a vision of dressing up like Nazis. We did dress up like Nazis at the state legislature to push back on a different kind of checkpoint bill. But anytime there's a checkpoint, it'd be exciting to see activists dress up in Nazis, get massive <laughs> Nazi flags that would be positioned on either side of the checkpoint, even if it's, you know, in advance of the checkpoint. And <laughs> that think, would be you know, hilarious. Half a dozen, you hail the people walking through. You could do you some goose stepping you know. as well. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it turns into a Nazi checkpoint, kind of makes a mockery of the whole thing. <laughs> I I get the joke, and I don't, but I don't know that everybody would. And uh, it's such a loaded. Uh, really, it's not that obvious. I mean, what no, you're doing there, it seems pretty obvious. Where are you going to get giant Nazi flags from? That's for a good one? point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. You know, you could make one. You could, but would you want to okay. really store that in your house? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> That's a good point. Although, the, you guys, I thought it was brilliant when you did the uh, the Nazi uniforms as you were going through the Texas State House. Uh, you were advocating, it was real tongue-in-cheek. Uh, what was that issue about? There was like some sort of, uh, recap me on that, because it was brilliant. Uh, it was 2011, about a little over half a dozen of us uh, dressed up in Nazi uniforms, full-blown, and we presented uh, a certificate of tyranny appreciation, Fuhrer's favorite awards to Fuhrer's <laughs> favorite. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty flashy certificate too, complete with nice gold seal. It looked mm. pretty professional, and uh, we presented those to the senators that were supporting uh, Senate Bill Nine, which would have allowed uh, driver's license and insurance checkpoints in Texas. Uh, that's right. So, that's, uh, so you wouldn't have sobriety checkpoints, but you'd actually have papers, papers please checkpoints if this thing went through and did it. No, actually, the very next day, they re-entered the bill absent those provisions and also absent the provision to allow, without court order, putting uh, tracking uh, devices on people's vehicles. Hmm. They stripped them. Nice. And maybe it was something, maybe, you know, your activism had something to do with that. It, obviously, it's hard to draw the connection, uh, but sure is coincidental that it happened uh, the next day. Maybe they didn't want those uh, those young punks coming around in their Nazi uniforms anymore. Where does somebody go to if they want to find that video? Because I thought it was particularly amusing. Uh, you could just Google uh, Texas Nazi checkpoint or Texans for Accountable Government Nazi checkpoint. Awesome. John, keep up the great work out there, and feel free to keep us in the loop with what goes on down there. Always interesting to hear what you guys are up to down there, and thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Let's go to Howie in Philly. You're on Free Talk Live with the Julia and Mark. Hey, Howie. Hi, fellas. You hear me? Yes, sir. Hi, Julia, too. Hello. Didn't leave you out. I wanted to call in. I had an experience. I've been a listener for a while. I was an amplified support your show, but I went through some rough times. But I recently, like, went to this camping thing where I got a chance to do some, like, really good MDMA, some ecstasy. Uh-huh. I just want to tell you about how much it's helped me. Like, I was going back to AA 
I mean, I was really having a hard time. And I, like, had this experience where I didn't set out to plan it, but I like, went to this thing to see, like, Grateful Dead cover band, and I, like, ran into these people that just had it. I mean, they call it Molly now. When I was using it, it was, like, different. They call it, it was, like, more of a powder thing, but I got to tell you, it really helped me. Like, How did it help it you? It was amazing. How, how did it help you? It, like, unlocked something in me. Like, I was so low and depressed. Like, I couldn't find any enjoyment out of life. It was so bad. I don't know. It was how, just How long has it awful. been now since you had this experience? About three weeks. Three weeks. A month, maybe. And, and you're saying it's, stuck, it's sticking with you, whatever it is that you experienced. It stuck with me. Like, I've had other addiction problems with other chemicals, and it actually, for about two weeks afterwards, I had no desire to use them at all, but then as time has progressed, I've kind of fallen back where I've had a few slips, but all in all, I'm telling you, it was a very positive experience. I wish we had more time to get into it with you, Howie. Thanks for sharing that tonight. There's and I some hope science it, behind what he's I claiming. hope it continues. And in fact, we'll talk more about it probably another day. Thanks for the call tonight. See you tomorrow. Okay. Talk live. Do you ever have connectivity problems due to poor Wi-Fi reception? I have an amazing solution for you. Sea Crane's Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3. It can provide connectivity for up to a mile. We're using it at my house, and I can't describe it as anything but stunning. This antenna will change your life. If you're not familiar with the Sea Crane Company, their products are the best. I highly endorse the Sea Crane Company. Get your super USB Wi-Fi antenna at seacrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E dot com.